It may seem tough to ask yourself this question at first, but actually it's going to begin the process of transforming your life. The question is this, what part of your life do you wish you could rewrite? Welcome to the Find Your Voice podcast, a show where we believe in the power of the written word to create positive change in your personal life, your community, and the world. I'm your host, Allison Fallon. Whether you're an aspiring author or someone who swears they're not a real writer, we're here to show you how a regular practice of writing will help you access your intuition, make an impact, and find your voice. Join me for interviews with authors, writing prompts, and stories of how even simple words change lives. Hi, writers. Allison here. Before we jump into today's episode, a couple of quick notes. First of all, today is another one of those new kind of episodes that I'm trying where I don't follow the traditional format where I would normally have somebody here and have a conversation with another writer. Today on the episode, it's just me and I'm talking about a topic that's very close to my heart and one that I know is going to bring a ton of value to your life. So I really can't wait to share today's episode with you. But the second note that I wanted to make is that I do cover the topic of suicide in today's episode. I read a story from my book that references an episode we did months and months ago with a guest named Robert. You may have heard that episode. I felt that it was only fair to let you know that we do cover that topic in in today's episode in case that's not a topic that you feel like you want to talk about or think about right now or even ever. But if you've always wanted to write your story and you're not sure if you want to publish, or you're sure you don't want to publish, but you have a story you want to tell, you're not going to want to miss today's episode. I can't wait to share. I have a question for you. Do you ever feel defined by your past or labeled by the people around you or underestimated in some way, or even stuck inside of a story that you don't want to be living? I believe there's a simple skill that can change these things forever. And that skill is this, write your story. Now, the trouble is so many of us know this intuitively, understand it, want to write our story, but we avoid writing because writing can be intimidating. So that's what I want to talk about in today's episode. I want to talk about why to write your life story even if you don't think anybody is ever going to read it, even if you don't think anybody's ever going to be even interested in this story at all. So maybe for you, you have an idea that you think maybe someday you'd like to publish, but you're not sure if publishing would be an option for you. Or maybe you're like, I don't even want to publish. That doesn't even sound fun to me at all. But I do have a story that I'd like to understand better or get some clarity on or get some questions answered about that story. And Regardless of which position you fall into, what I want to talk about today is the reason to sit down and write your story, even if you never share it with anybody, because there are some really compelling reasons to do this. I'll start by telling you a little bit of my personal story and my experience with writing my own story. If you've been around this community for any amount of time, you probably know some of the details to this story, but you probably don't know all of them. And so I thought I would tell the story here and just talk specifically about how it relates to writing down your story. Several years ago, I went through a messy divorce. You probably know that 
as a part of leaving that relationship, it was also not just leaving a marriage, which is messy in itself, but it was leaving an abusive relationship, which was even messier because I was trying to figure out which way was up really after I left the relationship. I mean, this is too much to get into here, but a big reason why people stay in abusive or toxic dynamics is because it's the only thing that they know. And so existing outside of that toxic dynamic can actually feel quite confusing. You don't really know what is your voice and what's someone else's voice. You don't really know like even how to put your feet on the ground. Everything feels confusing and upside down. And so as I was moving through that period of time in my life, I decided to sit down and write my story. And I did this partly because I just wanted to. I felt the the pull and the drive and the invitation to do it. So many of you talked to me about feeling that sense, like I've got a story to tell. Some of you will say, you know, other people tell me I've got to write down my story. Some of you say like, I just feel like I've got to write down this story. I had a little bit of that. And I also had been working and publishing for a long time at that point. I'd been helping people use a tool called a narrative arc to help them outline their personal stories, to help them shape the outline of a book and help them get those books written and edited and published and in the world. So I had all this professional experience that I decided to bring to my personal life and to see if it would bring any value to me, you know, just to write the story down, not necessarily to publish it. I wasn't sure at the time if I was going to publish it. But so I sat down and wrote the story start to finish. It just kind of spilled out of me. I almost couldn't stop from doing it. And what I found as I finished this process, as I saw the words that I had written on the page is... This really changed the way that I saw myself inside of my story. One of the big shifts that I teach when I teach people how to tell their personal stories is I talk about putting yourself as the position in the position of the hero of the story, or sometimes that that character is called the protagonist, but you're putting yourself in the position of the hero of the story because this is the way that's that a story is told and understood. It's the way that we shape information in our culture, and it's the way a narrative arc works. And It can be uncomfortable for people sometimes to put themselves in that position because they feel like, well, I don't really want to be the hero of my story. I don't really know that I'm, you know, heroic. But as you put yourself, as you learn to put yourself in that position, you begin to see that the story relies on you. All the action relies on you. Nothing happens in the story unless you take action. And that actually, if you put anyone else in the position of hero in the story, it not only disempowers you, but it also muddles the story and makes the story uninteresting and confusing. So as I did this for myself in my own story, I realized that this completely changed the way that I saw myself in the story. It not only took me from feeling like this weak character in my story to seeing how strong I was, but it also showed me how much power and control I had to shift the story and shape the story and change the story and even impact the outcome. It also, the act of writing down my story also changed the way that I saw my experience inside of it. So what I mean by that is I went from feeling like, how could this have happened to me? (laughs) At the beginning of writing my story, I thought, you know, like, why did this happen to me? How could this happen to me? How could he do this to me? And I teach this in our Write Your Story workshop and in our memoir course, but I went from asking that question to asking a much better question. I always say when you want to write a better story, ask a better question because the answer to the question, how could he do this to me, is not that interesting and actually puts the villain of the story in the position of the hero. But what's more interesting is asking the question, why would a woman marry a man that she does not love? What would compel her? to walk down the aisle when she knows deep inside of her that this is not something she wants to do? 
what would compel a woman to do that? It puts me back as the hero of the story. It is a really challenging, difficult question to answer for myself. It brought me a lot of grief, but it also was the lever that helped me to see what, like I talk about like putting your hand on the lever to creating change in your life. It gave me back that access point to create that change. So it changed the way that I saw my experience. I no longer saw myself as a victim in the story. I no longer thought, how could this happen to me? I started to think, what's possible for me here? What can I possibly learn from this set of circumstances that has been dealt to me? The other thing that changed when I wrote down my story is that changed the way that I saw the villain in the story. I think before I understood my story in the context of a narrative arc, which is just a tool, but before I understood my story there, I think I gave the villain in the story way too much credit and way too much space. Villains in stories actually aren't supposed to take up too much space. At the end of the story, the hero always defeats the villain, always conquers the villain. And sometimes I think we can put the villain in our story in the position of hero and we feel like they have all the control, they have all the say, they're shaping the story, they're getting to decide the outcome. And the fact of the matter is the only person who can decide the outcome of a story is the hero. The hero is the only character in the story who has control over where the story goes because the story follows the action of the hero. So when we begin to understand our personal stories in the context of a narrative arc, this is one of the transformations that takes place is we start to take the villains in our stories out of the position of hero, move them to their rightful position of villain. They don't take up quite so much space in our stories. And we begin to see how much control we have over our own story and our own outcomes. So of course, you know, the ending to this story or not not the ending necessarily, but the transition into the new story, which is I'm now very happily married to a wonderful man. I've really never been happier in my life. We have a beautiful daughter together. We're growing our family. We live in Nashville, Tennessee. We have incredible friends. I have a thriving business. My husband has had to make a transition because of COVID. He worked in live events before, and now he's making a transition to an exciting new opportunity. And we're having so much fun building our home and our family and our life together. And honestly, I don't think I would be here. I know that I wouldn't be here if it weren't for the simple act of writing down my own story. So I say all this to say, you might not think of yourself as a writer. You might hate the idea of writing. You might have even tried to write and felt like you failed miserably. But I can promise you one thing. If you want to take back control of your life, So by that, I mean, if you want to take back control from the culture around you, from the people in your life who have judged you or underestimated you, from your family, from a significant other, from your past, from the stories that are told about you through advertising and social media, this is the way to do it. The way to take back your life is to write your story. To give you one more example of how this can play out, I want to read you a short excerpt from my book, The Power of Writing It Down. And this story was also shared on the podcast. So if you listen to this episode back in the beginning of the show, I talked with a man named Robert and you could go back and listen to that episode if you wanted to, but I'm going to read you his story from inside of the book because it does such an incredible job of demonstrating how writing your story can help you take back your life. So this story is from chapter five of the book. It starts on page 86 toward the bottom. Again, this is the story of Robert and I'm just going to read you this excerpt from my book. It says, I met Robert because his publicist reached out to ask if we'd be willing to host him on the Find Your Voice podcast. 
To be honest, I don't usually take inbound requests for the podcast, not because there aren't great guests who reach out to us, but because I always have a list of people I'm waiting to interview. And usually we have episodes recorded months ahead of their publication date. But Robert's story caught my attention. Once I began reading, I knew I had to interview him as soon as possible. One of the things that stood out to me about Robert's story was the reason he sat down to write in the first place. It was a reason I hadn't heard before, and trust me, I thought I had heard all of the reasons. He decided to write his story as a way to say goodbye. During our interview, Robert told me he had always been drawn to creative writing. He recalled how, as a teenager, he wrote poetry, novellas, short stories, simply for the love of writing them. This resonated with me, and I knew it would with many of the writers we work with at Find Your Voice. In childhood, before we're criticized for bad grammar or getting the rules of dialogue wrong, most of us loved the act of putting our stories down on paper. It was only later, once we were divided into categories of good writer and bad writer, that we decided to lay down our pens. But there's another reason why we lay down our writing utensils. Even if we make it through our education without being convinced, somehow, that writing isn't for us, There's often a point in early adulthood when we decide that writing, unless we're talking about emails or reports, is a frivolous and self-indulgent activity. At best, it's second to the more important demands of our mature adult life. This was what happened to Robert. It wasn't a teacher who squashed his natural human impulse to write things down. It was simply life. It was the inevitable fast pace of the modern world, the daily demands of schedule and email. It was bills and relationships and deadlines and responsibilities. As a successful entrepreneur with expectations and obligations coming at him from every direction, there came to be less and less space in Robert's life for creative writing. He wrote emails and blog posts and articles for work and was even praised for his writing. But he lost touch with the art and escape of writing he had once known. He learned how to be productive and efficient with his words and his life, not to waste time doing frivolous things like writing simply because he felt like writing. That is, until a memory came back to him. This memory returned in a moment of great vulnerability, as repressed memories tend to do. While things had never been better in his professional life, Robert was struggling with his mental health and with an addiction born out of buried trauma. And the appearance of this unwanted memory tipped Robert over the edge. Isn't it unsettling how quietly and unexpectedly a thing can overcome us, even when all other things considered we seem to be doing quite well. As the memory crystallized in his mind, Robert made a choice. He was going to end his life. But before he left behind friends and family for good, he decided to be helpful to explain to them why he'd made this decision. Like an elaborate suicide note, he decided he would write down the details of his life so his family and friends could make some sense out of what he had done. He told me he wrote it because he had to write it. He couldn't not write it. I hear this from many writers, and I've experienced it myself. Sometimes there's a story we have to write, and yet somehow hearing it from Robert made me understand the gravity of that phrase in a whole new way. It's terrifying to think about a writer going into the cave of their demons through the act of writing to see if they can save their own lives. Robert wrote and wrote and wrote. Then somehow, through the writing of his story, he began to understand it in a new way. Writing has a way of doing this to us, helping us stand outside our stories and see them from a new perspective. And from this new vantage point, Robert surprised himself with what he felt. It was compassion, empathy, forgiveness, healing, a newfound respect and honor for himself and what he had survived. Instead of wanting to take his life, Robert suddenly felt like what he wanted to do was to let someone in on how he had been suffering. 
It was the telling of his own story that saved his life. I know I need to be careful in telling Robert's story because as powerful and appropriate as it is to point out the healing power writing can bring, even the most desperate of circumstances, it's also not fair to suggest that when it comes to an issue as impossibly complicated as mental illness and suicide, writing is some sort of cure-all. In fact, when I spoke with Robert on our podcast, he made sure to mention that writing was only one of the modalities he used to find healing through his trauma. The writing opened him up to other possibilities, which included, for him, meditation, therapy, community support, and real-time vulnerability with family and friends. So let me be clear. What I'm not saying is that writing can cure you of whatever problem or difficulty you're currently facing. I'm not even suggesting that you need curing. What I'm offering is that writing is often a way to bear witness to our own lives. Sometimes this makes all the difference. Sometimes it can help to light the path before us to put us back in touch with our own power. Sometimes it can help us ask better questions and hopefully get better answers. It's a way we can try at least to make sense out of the chaos. It's not everything, but it's something. And for Robert, it was the something that changed everything. Perhaps it can be that for you too. So I want you to take some time and think about what this might mean for you. When you go through a messy divorce, for example, what if you got to decide what that story meant instead of letting your spouse or the court systems or popular opinion tell the story for you? When a global pandemic shuts down your business and you're forced to start over, what if you got to decide what that story said about you instead of letting politics or media or the internet decide? When you experience fast success and everyone else wants to define why this happened for you or what it means, what if you didn't let them? What if you decided to write the story for yourself? What I've found over the years is that no matter who you are, if you're an accountant or a parent or a business owner or a teacher or an aspiring author, when you write your story, you get to take back all the power you've given away in the past. Take back the power from your past experiences, take back the power from the internet, take back the power from your ex-husband, take back the power from a past failure, take back the power from popular opinion, write your story and take your power back. The reason to write your story, even if nobody reads it, is that buried inside of your personal story, perhaps in the parts that you most want to forget about or hide, is the power to take ownership over your life. So if this sounds interesting to you at all, I have a new resource that is free and I think you're really going to love it. But before I tell you more about that, I want to ask you a question. It may seem tough to ask yourself this question at first, but actually it's going to begin the process of transforming your life. The question is this, what part of your life do you wish you could rewrite? What happened? What did that do to you? How did it change you? The answer to this question, I believe, gives you a clue as to what part of your story needs to be reframed. There's something in that bit of pain that can actually heal you if you bring it new perspective. As you think about what happened to you, you can ask yourself, how were you strong in spite of your circumstances? How were you forgiving? How sorry are you now that you said what you said or did what you did? How much do you wish you could take it all back? What did you learn from your mistake or mistakes? What did you learn about your own boundaries as they were violated? How has your pain or your mistake made you stronger? 
My guess is even thinking about the answers to these questions makes you feel lighter and freer already. The data shows this to be true. My personal experience shows this to be true. And the thousands of writers I've worked with over the years also report these same feelings to me. This is the power of the writing process. And when you take pen to paper and write your story down, that feeling of lightness and free freedom, clarity is going to intensify even more. This is the gift of writing your story. This is the power of writing it down. And I'm so excited to share this new resource with you. Do you have a sense that you have a story you want to write, but you aren't sure you want to publish it? Or maybe you're definitely sure you don't want to publish, but the idea of writing your personal story sounds like something you might like to try. Finally, finally, I have a resource for you. For over a decade, myself and my team at Find Your Voice have been supporting authors who have powerful stories that they want to publish in the format of a book. And over all those years, I've watched as the power of writing down a personal story brought clarity to these authors, brought healing to their lives, and ultimately helped them take back their lives from critics, from past mistakes, from a culture that wanted to define them or put them in a box. But until now, I didn't have a great resource for someone who wanted to write their story, not for publishing, but for taking back their power. So if that's you, this is exciting news. Right now, you can go to writeyourstory.com and for free, you can download a simple worksheet that's going to walk you through the beginning steps of outlining your personal story. All you have to do is complete the questions on the worksheet, watch the videos, and I'll teach you not only how to tell your story, but how to take back your life by telling your story. I'm going to teach you how to know what's really interesting about your personal story, how to know where the story starts and where it stops. And I'll even teach you a trick that the pros use to take their writing from good to great. Don't wait another day to write your story and take back your life. Head to writeyourstory.com right now and download your free worksheet. Thanks for listening to the Find Your Voice podcast. We hope this inspires you to pick up a pen and start finding the words that will change your life, your community, and your world. If you liked what you heard today, share with a friend, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't already, check out our website, findyourvoice.com. Subscribe to our Monday Motivation for free and get inspiring writing prompts in your inbox each week. Until next time, happy writing.